We have a very cool episode for you today, as we always do. Let me just get some introductions out of the way before we get into the conversation. Vicky is back on the show today. She's co-hosting with me because she's awesome and she loves Screamo. If you guys don't know, Vicky's a Screamo buff and full-time meme queen over on Instagram at Screamo Affirmations. When she's not making hilarious Screamo memes, she's at shows or she's writing for a few magazines. One of my favorite magazines is Discovered Magazine, but she also writes for Rocket Magazine and TPA Magazine. And she's starting to sh- blah, blah, and she's starting to throw shows out in Rome now. So she does a lot for this community. And we're hyped to have her on the show today again. Vicky, how you feeling? Uh, physically horrible, but spiritually very excited. <laughs> so, it's good to know. Good to know. Vicky's under the weather today, but Screamo does not take a day off. <laughs> yeah, we were saying how I'm just going to call it Screamo the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, you sound horribly stuffed up. I'm not going to lie. Thanks again for coming, though. <laughs> Glad you made it. I just want to take a quick moment to say that Not Just a Phase is expanding our brand and our team. We have a new girl hosting and co-hosting episodes named Belle, and we have a longtime fan and friend, Elias, is now with us as well. He's writing emo and screamo reviews for newer bands every week on New Music Monday at notjustaphase.net. And I've asked him to do the intro for this band today because he's a massive fan. So let's get into it. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations. Welcome back to another episode of Not Just a Phase. We're online over at notjustaphase.net. We're broadcasting from Apple, Google, and Spotify podcast platforms and generally goofing off over on Instagram and Twitter at the handle notjustaphaseworldwide. We'd like to thank you for spending your time and for being here with us on this planet. And I just want you to remember, if you are needed anywhere, it's in our scene and with us as your people. My name's Elias. I'm the writer on staff here for Not Just a Phase, and I've been tasked with introducing today's band. I'm honored to introduce a group who are easily one of my favorite current bands. Sweeping, sprawling, powerful, and moving. In the long vein of post-rock-infused screamo, Respire have all the elements that keep true to the classics of the genre like Pansori or City of Caterpillar, while creating a contemporary sound that inspires a wide range of all-consuming emotions. Black Line is a modern Screamo masterpiece, in my opinion, and I urge you to listen to the whole thing through. But without further ado, my friends, I give you Respire. Hey, this is Egan from Respire, and the track's called To Our Dead Friends, and you're listening to Not Just a Phase.
That's awesome. Nailed it. Right? Great. I'm glad we don't have to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody likes doing it. I'm always grateful that they do, though. That's awesome. If it sounds like ass, though, you better let me know so I can redo it on my own. We can can put some autotune on it if you want. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a new one. Never done that before. Hell yeah. All All right. Well, thank you so much again, guys, for coming on the show today. We are, of course, honored to come chat with us. Uh, sorry, we are. Holy fuck! I'm gonna redo that because I'm an idiot. I feel like I smoked weed before this. Right. I didn't though. <laughs> Thanks again, guys, for coming on the show today. We were, of course, honored to have you come ask to chat with us, since you were obviously high on our list of to dos to chat with. Hopefully, so very excited to have you guys on today. Do you do you guys listen to any podcasts in your free time? I. I used to listen to like true crime podcasts and I had definitely had like a big thing with those. Uh, but these days, not really. No, no. I've listened to a little of yours and I've listened to a couple other like screamo podcasts. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rohan. <laughs> I mostly, I feel like I mostly listen to like nerd podcasts in my like world of work and like interest. So like, I like to like learn stuff on podcasts. So I listen to like, <laughs> stuff about like climate or like environment um like volts or like why is this happening and stuff like that uh but i haven't really dipped my feet into the, the screamo podcast world too much to be quite honest volts what the volts it's about energy and climate mm. um i did fuck up though oh, already twice now that's great um just for the listeners, you guys want to just please state your name and what role it is you play in the band? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm Rohan. Uh, I play guitar and do vocals in Respire. Yeah, and I'm Egan. I, uh, I also play guitar and do vocals in Respire. Uh, Rohan and I pretty much stand looking at each other on stage. So we're the, we're the two that look at each other, screaming to each other. Yes, it was magical. I, I thought um, I thought Rohan was getting married today. One of your band members, you said there was a band wedding, and you were calling him Daddy Rohan. So I thought that might have been you guys getting hitched today. No, I am I am not a daddy. Uh, I am already married, but I'm not a daddy. Uh, it is someone else getting married. It's Travis, our drummer. He's getting married uh, this week. Congrats! Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll pass the message along. She wouldn't let us play which is sad, but that's okay. I understand. You tried to play his wedding? <laughs> I, th- I think as a joke, yes. <laughs> yes. What, uh, what passions outside of music are you guys uh, currently doing to occupy your time? I know Rohan said he was listening to uh, a lot Vaults. of podcasts that are work-related. <laughs> what was that, Vicky? Vaults. What? <laughs> what? Was that what, what they said Volts, about podcasts? Yeah. Vol- about podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Voltages are very, very hot today in this world. Yeah. Um, I, okay, you go, Rohan. You're, oh, I was going to say, yeah, but I don't know. I like biking around, uh, exploring new places, travel, uh, cooking, eating, drinking, living a, a gluttonous lifestyle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rohan also plays in another band that he should probably mention. I play, I play in another band. 
Um, so I, I moved to Austin, Texas at the start of the pandemic. My partner lives here. Um, so I have a new band in Austin. Um, it's called Votive. We just changed our name because it, we were called Wilting and the other band that was called Wilting kept harassing us. Um, so we're now called Votive. Uh, we have a demo coming out really soon on No Funeral Records. It is exciting. I did not know you moved um, when we spoke at New Friends Fest. Um, so that must be, I guess, not recently. You said beginning of the pandemic? Yeah, I moved in January of 2021. So I guess it was like several months into the pandemic, but it feels like forever ago. Yeah, it does feel like a lifetime ago. Uh, shout out to Nate, though, with new, uh, No Funeral Records. That's cool. I'm very Always. Nice. Do you know when that's coming out? Like, do you have a date for that release? or? Um, no, not quite yet. We're working on it. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I I have too many things in my free time, so there's barely any free time. But I, you know, I'm I also I mean Rohan and I both run New Friends uh, DIY and New Friends Fest, but I also kind of shoulder the uh, the local shows that happen here. So like I got like four shows in the month of October, um, and then I'm also in law school, so that keeps me busy. And I'm trying to find a job out of law school, which is also its own special nightmare um and yeah i don't know horror movies i watch a ton of horror movies and it's october so i'm very happy it is spooky season exactly so we usually like to start off things here by asking your origin story when it comes to uh punk rock so how you became the joker of screamo um so what got you interested in the first place like how did you start listening to punk and how did you end up here? Oh, I mean, so Respire has been a band for like uh, almost 10 years, like 10 years next year at this point. Um, and Rohan and I actually met on MySpace in like maybe like 2009, 2010, uh, before, long before Respire. And I think I had just started my first sort of screamo band. Um, just out of high school and Rohan also had uh, like a screamo band as well. And we just kept talking on MySpace. Our kind of young bands did a split and played some shows together. Um, yeah, and you know, obviously there's a lot of people in Respire. So that's pretty much the story with everybody. There's a incestuous group of us with playing with each other and other bands as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Respire just got started after one of those bands died. Uh, with me and Darren, who pl who's also plays guitar. Um, and we wanted to start a project. And Rohan actually forced his way into the band uh, because he lived in the house. And he just he just inserted himself in there. So that's that's Rohan's origin story. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's no way this band is happening in my house without being in it. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so, because uh, I don't think this band would have lasted if it wasn't for Rohan also being in the band. So... Yeah, and I think like before that, we were all kind of, you know, dorky, awkward teens that spent too much time on the internet looking for um, music and a community uh, that we couldn't find in the real world. And then we all sort of came mm -hmm. together uh, when we realized there was th things happening in the real world. So are some of you still sharing a house? <laughs> No, that was a long time ago. That was like 2012 to 2014. Uh, Darren and I and some other 
of our friends lived in a house called Scramden Yards in Toronto. And um, it was really great. We had a lot of awesome house shows. And uh, for those of you who are familiar with Toronto, um, you might know that it's super hard to have house shows in Toronto. Uh, it's, not a, it's not an easy or common thing to do. Um, so we were, we were lucky uh, in order to do that. Uh, but now we're, we're old. We were all <laughs> in our early 20s then, and now we're all in our early 30s. So it's, um, yeah, I think we've, we've grown up a little bit. And um, also our landlord sold our house in 2014. So that, that put an end to that. But, but to be fair, you did live with other members of Respire after that house. I did. In a, in a worse situation with, with closer quarters. In a worse house, yeah. With no shows. Yeah. With no shows. One show. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask, um, I'm semi-aware, obviously. I live just outside of Toronto, but... In your own guys' words, what would you, uh, how would you describe the scene in your area? And is there any like favorite local bands or venues out there that you'd want to shout out or talk about? The, the Toronto's an odd city. I mean, so like, you know, before I even got into Screamo, I would, I fell in love with like the indie scene in Toronto and that, uh, sort of community that existed, um, in the indie rock scene in like the, you know, mid 2000s to late 2000s. But that, that whole scene kind of, you know, as, as it might've been a bubble sort of popped, you know, and I think um, I've definitely witnessed many different pops in Toronto of many different scenes. Um, it's an interesting city, you know, I think like, because they're so busy and there's so many things to do at all times at every point of the night, um, it gets pretty hard to compete. And then because everything's so expensive, it gets hard to pay the competitive prices as well. So, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs in Toronto. I think, um, Rohan and I being, you know, like we said, like, uh, having been around for 10 plus years in, in, in the Toronto DIY Screamo scene, I've seen many different kind of venues come and go. Um, some of them that were very, very dear to us that, you know, like we've recorded Respire music in, or we've played Respire shows in, um, you know, and now it's another interesting, like, fluctuation. Um, you know, there's like a lot of new people coming out to new French shows, and that's really, that's really awesome. Um, our festival obviously is doing very, very well. Um, and hopefully that continues to bring people in. But interestingly, all the people in our kind of generation, they're all gone. Like none, none of them show up for anything anymore. <laughs> They've all just abandoned me. So it's good. You know, this is the, it's the ebb and flow of the scene. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, yes. Just tell us a little bit about NFF. Uh, what's your involvement like? Uh, how did you get into doing all that? And so you were speaking about people showing up to it or just in general. So you notice a, a shift in the demographic? Like, are there younger people now predominantly? Veron, you can, you can take this one. Yeah, yeah, sure. So in terms of New Friends Fest, um, a, a few years ago, um, Egan and I went on tour <clears throat> Uh, we toured Europe and, and we came back and we were just really inspired by the, the folks that were booking shows out there and, you know, the, the collective nature of booking, the fact that the bands were getting fed and housed, um, the sort of positive vibes, the um, incorporation of other elements uh, besides just music. So like social events and like workshops and sort of interdisciplinary things. Uh, and we started chatting with uh, our friend Vanessa, who had just moved here from uh, Calgary. 
um, who played in a band called La Luna uh, and then Digest. And we decided, hey, we should start doing shows. And then, you know, a few months down the road, we were like, hey, we should put on a fest. And then we did, and it was good. And then the next year we did it and it was really, really good. It was at City of Caterpillar and Majority Rule and Lord Snow. Uh, and then we had to take a couple of years off uh, because of COVID. And, uh, and, and we sort of had our, our first fest back uh, a few months ago. Um, so it is, you know, New Friends DIY is, is basically Egan, Vanessa and, and myself. Um, and we, you know, spend like nine months of the year planning this massive fest and it's, you know, chaotic and, and, uh, a little bit soul crushing, uh, at, at times, uh, but also super rewarding. And, and so, you know, it's really great to be able to a, you know, see a bunch of our favorite bands in one room, um, or two rooms this year, uh, but also like bring together a bunch of our friends that we've made over the years of playing in bands. And, and it's, you know, sort of like a, a summer camp where, you know, you see the same people every year and you, you see all your, you run into all of your friends and your friends run into their other friends there. And it's, you know, the, the vibes are, are very strong. Yeah. And then as far as like demographics, I do think that there is a considerable change going, going on. I think, um, you know, I always joke about this nowadays, like with the few friends that I do see at the shows. Um, you know, I used to always kind of in the early sort of years of New Friends DIY, we put on shows and they would it would just be our friends, like just the people from the kind of, you know, long running scene that would show up and you'd be like, this is great. All my friends are here, but I really wish there were more people. And now it's like almost the exact reverse. I'm like, wow, all these new people. But I really wish my friends were here. Um, so that's really fun. I didn't expect that to happen. But yeah, there's like new bands that have started kind of popping up that want to play our shows and want to play our scene, which is fantastic because I think that's a big part of it too. There's always new bands in Toronto, but there's not really new bands that like maybe are adjacent or, or, or can sort of grow with us as well. Um, so uh, it's a, it's a fun time, um, for sure. It, it's interesting to see when new bands kind of start forming up because, uh, longevity and, um, uh, you know, you just never know, <laughs> you know, I remember there, off the top of your head, are there any bands you want to shout out? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So we've, uh, recently booked Treehouse of Horror, um, and they're like kind of twinkly, very like, you know, harm your sleeve sort of sort of good emo music and then um please don't crash also kind of like surprise filled in one of the spots at our festival um and then there's also this band called life postmortem that i'm that, that we booked this uh this month and i'm really excited to see they kind of sound like early my chemical romance and i'm very interested to see how that's done live and it's like an all queer band so that's also very cool and great to see um yeah i don't Oh, yes. And then there's another Screamo band, which definitely should be mentioned, uh, called Box Cutter, which I think just put out um, a demo. It's like the first new Screamo demo to come out of Toronto. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's great. Oh, I just peeped awesome. that uh, the other day, and they are awesome. Just yeah. uh, for the record, check them out. They're great. Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, it's great. It's... Oh, yes. sorry. Please. No, 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 please. It's okay. <laughs> Oh, I was saying, I was saying, I think maybe you're already back to organizing next year's uh, NFF. I think we're a little traumatized from this year's NFF and it's taken us a, a hot minute. I thought, I think we said that we would start like after Thanksgiving. So, or like, you know, in, in October. So I think 
I think we're at the time uh, where we should definitely have our like, I think we still, we've been afraid to have the postmortem <laughs> this year. So you're well, still yeah, dealing this... with the PTSD of uh, this year's, you know, all like last minute changes and uh, all of the bands that couldn't make it and stuff. Yeah, this year was, this year was pretty stressful. I'm not gonna lie. There was a lot of, a lot of stuff happened, especially behind the scenes that like the people at the fest have no idea about. And we're just, you know, we're spending like hours putting out random fires uh, across yeah. the across the events across the entire event. So yeah, it was it was a little stressful, and I think we we all needed a bit of time off from that. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll probably start chatting about this over the next couple of weeks now. Yeah, yeah, there will definitely be another new friends fest. Um, but uh, you know, this this year, I think our goal was to just kind of go as big as we could um and kind of looking at the total amount of work that was done it's like it's a little much so i think like you know i think we need to either increase the scale of our team or decrease the scale of the festival or somewhere in the middle or something you know so we'll see i just wanted to take a quick moment to say it was my first new friends fest and it was screamo summer camp if you are into this kind of music and you haven't been you absolutely need to that was the experience of a lifetime you guys pulled off some incredible incredible stuff thank you thank you we did do it it was great yeah <laughs> <laughs> um maybe you know it would have been nice to have a little more fun <laughs> <laughs> so how was your tour after nff like do you have a recent favorite show or maybe a tour memory from that because you've also been to europe after that Tour was awesome. It was a great time. You know, we, I think we're, we just love touring. It's great. Um, we don't, you know, we don't get a chance to do a lot of it. Um, so I think that does two things. One is it, we don't get burned out from, you know, constant touring. Yeah, I know a lot of my friends and bands tour constantly and, and, you know, it can burn you out, especially if there are shows that don't go well or, you know, challenges on the road. Um, and because we don't tour very often, we don't get burned out. And I think we appreciate it more. Um, and second, you know, we're all just really, really good friends. We're, we're best friends and it's, we enjoy kind of spending time with each other and hanging out. Um, and it's always just, you know, great to go halfway across the world and, and play music for mostly strangers and, and connect with them in that way. And, you know, we, we had a chance to, to meet and hang out with a, a lot of really awesome people. Um, Ithaca were, you know, amazing tour mates we had a great time with them um connor who ended up driving us around in the uk was just a stand-up dude as well um we had a great time hanging out with him and you know uh, some of the some of the other folks who went on tour were awesome so it was it was great very successful <laughs> okay Would now that the business know? answer is out of the way it was not successful it was not successful from a business perspective <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. clear that up um yeah i don't know you know like tour, touring is strange because i think um for us as a band that doesn't do it very often you know i think before we always try to do like one sort of thing a year and that's probably as as, mu as much of touring as respire will ever do if we even do that um 
so it's odd you know I think you like put a lot of time and and effort into music and you put it out and I think we all really care about the record and it's you know it's great but then after you put out a record you're, you're very much like oh you know what now and it doesn't really you know the kind of high of off a record release definitely sort of wears out in the life of a band so touring is nice you know because you actually feel for once that like people care or that there's people outside of the world that you know that that are really stoked on it so that's that's nice and I think we're able to cherish uh whatever moments of that can happen um but yeah yeah so you know you just kind of go forward I guess and try to do it again
Russia. So when it comes to touring uh, locally versus touring the EU like or the UK, do you notice any uh, difference? Also, next time you come over, could you please come to Italy? <laughs> well, we don't, to answer the first part of your question, uh, we don't tour locally. So we, we don't have an answer for that. Uh, we know the furthest we've gone in Canada has been Quebec City to the east and probably like Waterloo to the west. Like we just really haven't done a lot of touring in Canada. It's just, you know, it's a big country with a lot of empty space between the cities. And um, we, as, as a band that doesn't have, you know, unlimited time off, we don't, we, we don't really want to spend you know, days driving across Canada. Um, we are due to, we are due to tour America. Uh, we've been putting it off for many, many years. And, you know, part of that's for good reason. There's a lot of challenges with getting the visas and paperwork sorted, um, not as, you know, without even getting into the cost of that. Um, so we are, you know, we're very into touring um, Europe because it's, you know, it's a lot easier. The drives are shorter. Um, you know, you're going to get taken well taken care of at the shows you'll get a place to stay you'll get you know a meal um, <laughs> and it's like a vacation uh and yes uh italy is definitely on the list of places we want to go um next time we're we're in europe yeah that's what we were saying like when it comes to people coming to the you like we always take for granted that we also have to give them uh, a roof under their head after they play and like a tour of the city and the meal a good meal at that and so it's very different I think from touring the U.S. where it's just like you go you play your show and then maybe at the mic you're like can please somebody have us over please <laughs> <laughs> or like straight up just sleep uh in the van so I think it's it's a pleasant experience and in Italy it's just that but three times stronger <laughs> because it's just in in the DNA of Italian people to treat guests like they're kings so that's even anytime you want to come over Milan or Rome, please shoot us Solitary a DM. Us. Yeah. <laughs> well, we spent uh, some we're time we're definitely out. very into it. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 had, we were lucky enough to, to book and see Oinu um, at New Friends Fest. And, you know, I think we, we need to return the favor by, by going to visit them in, in Italy. Please. Yes. No, I was like, uh, was it you that had them over like to sleep? <laughs> For a few days. Uh, it was our it was our bass player Ben. Oh right. Uh, you guys were talking about all these these good times and uh, good experiences, but I'm wondering what the the worst experience you've had playing live has been. <sighs> like like show wise or related to the show? Because there's like like there's bad More, involved. It sounds like you have. <laughs> it sounds like you're competing, which. Which one's worse? <laughs> I think we've been lucky, to be honest. Like, I think even our first European tour, um, we were we were pretty blessed to have some, like, really great shows. And I think, you know, uh, because there's so many of us in the band, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of places to be distracted, like, while you're playing the music. You don't have to really, like, take in the audience. And I generally rarely do. So um, the show's like, yeah, I mean... You know, we we definitely played some duds out there. Definitely, you know, they're all right. I think the my personal worst show feeling was uh, Side by Side Fest in Ottawa. Shout out Side by Side Fest. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. It's nothing they did, uh, but like we started playing 
and there was like a good crowd and we were like hell yeah this is gonna be a good show and then like everyone just cleared the room they there were like three four people left in there <laughs> and we were like a song into the set so we just had to play it all <laughs> and uh yeah were you know people on stage than in the crowd like but yeah, were there more people on stage in the crowd? Probably, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, Why did everyone yeah. leave? Oh, as soon as it was over, I ran outside to have a smoke. Um, and ev- the the place next is Side by Side Fest. They have like a show next door. That show was just packed full of people. There were like people sitting, people standing. It was it was bonkers in there. So that's definitely my worst show. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I think I think generally we've been yeah we've been pretty lucky and and I think in general like I I always think of it as like the people that are there are there to see you and it's not their fault that other people aren't there so let's put on a good great show for them um, and um, and also I you know I think that we just we're good at having fun with each other and I think that kind of helps to to diffuse a lot of the tensions and I think off stage. You know, we've we've run into a few challenges on tour, but you know, we've been able to overcome them. Like we had a we had a, a small van accident in Mexico that you know did put the put, put a damper on on the mood for for a day or two, and ended up costing us some money, and you know, involved us paying some bribes and calling a a giant tow truck and you know dealing with a van repair. But you know, it, it was it's a story that we were able to tell. Um, there's also a show on this run where, you know, the promoter was supposed to book us a hotel and and then didn't. And then we show up to the hotel, you know, super excited to have a comfy place to stay. And, and the people are like, there's no hotel, there's no rooms, please leave. (laughs) And we ended up saying, you know, calling out, calling around to like a bunch of other hotels in town and then spending the night in the van in a shell parking lot. But, you know, we laughed it off. We got a, we had a nice breakfast the next morning and, and laughed it off and, um you know kept kept going hmm. luckily that was the lowest point of this tour <laughs> yeah which is really not, shocked yeah. yeah i'm shocked you guys don't uh do your own booking and everything considering you you guys do so much with new friends fest like you still have a promoter and agent do all that for you guys i figured you'd want to yeah. do it yourselves considering uh, you're, you're, you'd be used to it considering all the work yeah. that must go into the crazy big festival uh, yeah, I mean, we used to book stuff ourselves, uh, like everything. Rohan was like pretty much prime booker, booker guy in Respire. I think our first two European tours, yeah. he pretty much booked like 100% of probably, um, inc- you know, uh, but I don't know. I think it's a pretty big operation as it is with all these people and trying to corral everything. And I think um, we got a manager, uh, our buddy Chris, who also manages Holy Fawn. He, he, he's great and has been honestly a huge load off uh, just to have another brain at operation. Even though there's like six people, it's really just me and Rohan um, trying to like maybe think about touring or get recording schedules or, you know, whatever that might be. So it's nice to have another person. And then he suggested uh, a tour booker. And also we're kind of on a bigger label now. So we're, we're, we're trying to do things. I guess another way to see how that is. <laughs> yeah, I think you know we're still pretty committed to DIY as a philosophy around like trying to maximize our artistic vision and and do things the way we want to do them. Um, but I think there are also you know doors that 
are closed when you're an exclusively DIY band. And sometimes you just need some, some people with some connections uh, to open them for you. Um, you know, it's sad to say, um, cause we, you know, we're so fully committed to DIY, but you know, sometimes you just need someone else to do something for you. Well, it makes perfect sense. I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine all the chaos involved booking six people on <laughs> even more than one show. That's way too much. But uh, mm. yeah, I just thought you guys did it yourself. So, um, no shame in not doing it. That's fake. chaotic. It's chaotic, man. I'm not knocking Respires you for not doing it. fake news. <laughs> They're not DIY anymore, guys. <laughs> they put all that work on some poor sucker to manage all six of them for shows. <laughs> this is going to be like the the podcast tagline. It's like, listen to Respire talk about their tour and how they're not a DIY band. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you know what? Like, if 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 there was a way for people to do more, <laughs> uh, I'm just joking. Uh, we 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 still do too much, and there's still there's yeah. still. There's still a lot of work to be done. <laughs> for sure, for sure. You guys have, um, you know, you're, you're going, um, you got a couple shows left on this little run coming up here. Little local run that you're doing around here, right? Or it's just the one coming up, just if I'm not the mistaken? One show, yeah. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a band you haven't played with uh, yet that you'd love to share the stage with? Um, I'd love to play with Caspian. I feel like that's generally the the, the band that we always mention. Um who I realize also are in, are in a screamo band, but um, it's kind of screamo dudes, you know, <laughs> at least a couple of them are, but uh, I don't know what other bands. I mean, I'd love to play with like Envy, but that'll probably never happen. Um, I have big dreams. I have big dreams and they never, they never come true. So, <laughs> you know, a, a girl can dream. <laughs> it's very oh, nice. I said that's very emo. I have many dreams and they never come true. I am very emo. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know to be honest because I feel like we. There are tons of bands that you know are probably a lot bigger than us that I'd love to play with. <laughs> uh, if anything, just to 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 steal their fans or you know take their fans away or borrow them. I'm not going to steal them. They can still be the, band, the fans of the other band. <laughs> but they can also be our fans. They have to abandon their original purpose. <laughs> yeah, but there's, I mean, there there are definitely a lot of really great bands um, that we're always sort of eager to play shows with, uh, like Svalbard in the UK and like Roll Tomasi. I think they were both bands we really wanted to play with this time that we that we didn't get a chance to play with. Um and then, yeah, oh, there's yeah, there's always bands. <laughs> Since we're on that uh, topic, what band are you guys listening to right now that um, you don't think has enough hype that you'd like to shine a spotlight on? Doesn't have to be screamo or local or anything. Just any band you're feeling right now that you think should be bigger. Hmm. You might have to give us a second here. <laughs> Wish nope, they not were doing bigger. it. Um, I think so. Oh, there's a couple of bands that like stand out on that we t- that we played shows with on tour mm. um, in the UK. Um, Chalk Hands and Deadbird. Uh, we had we were lucky enough to play with um, both of those bands a couple of times, um, and uh, both of them have you know new records that have been out in the last year or so, um, and they were both you know absolutely they both had just absolutely mind blowing performances. Um, so, so those two, I think, definitely stand out. 
Yeah. Fuck, I don't even know what I've been listening to these days. Um, yeah, I don't know. Elliot Smith. Yeah, Elliot Smith, yeah. Yeah, wait, let me... Uh, yeah i don't know i've been listening to honestly not not a lot of like heavy music at all and have just been listening to um i've been on a big like golf kick and post-punk kick for for a very long time always really been into that stuff but um these days it's a lot of that um and also listening to like yeah i don't know no new bands <laughs> pretty much sorry guys sorry new bands <laughs> That's the best answer we've had so far. Just no, nothing new actually. Um. The same shit I was listening to when I was fifteen. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little evolved, you know. But like, I'm like looking at my last FM, and it's like Rainer Maria and Knapsack, and like, <laughs> you know, bands I've been listening to my whole life, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. You're not growing up, man. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely not just a phase. Um, you guys said you met on MySpace. Did you guys have like a cringy MySpace name back then? Or? Oh, I can't. I just know. Sadly, I, sadly oh. I did not. No? It should have been like X Rohan Rapture X or something like that, but I, I wasn't. <laughs> Rohan Rapture is an amazing scene name. That's so I know. Good. Wow. So <laughs> Think of that off the top of your head. Yeah, I did. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> That's a, uh, yeah it's, I, I applaud this is, you. This is what I'm using my brain power for. <laughs> they can have fake MySpace names. <laughs> okay, so is there any music you've been listening or that you particularly enjoy that could be considered uh, cringy or uh, guilty pleasure? I personally am against that term, but is there anything like um traditionally cringy that you would like to shout out that people may not expect you listening to he's against that term for the record because she has a massive list of cringe stuff that she's into i like i like the term traditionally cringy (laughs) (laughs) canonically cringy Uh, isn't our entire genre just cringy? Like everything we listen to is just cringy. As traditionally well. cringy, yes. Screamo is traditionally cringy. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Rohan. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to call anything cringier than what the music we play because you know it's pretty, pretty goddamn cringy. Um. Hmm. I, I like a lot of like early Madonna. That's a guilty pleasure, but it's not cringy. Um, I like a lot of like 80s pop music and a lot of like, you know, maybe 80s pop music that would end up like at an 80s gay bar in like the late 80s, you know? <laughs> That's so much less cringy than Screamo. I know, exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> I'd rather be caught listening to that than Screamo for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I don't know. Those, those are like my guilty pleasures. <laughs> I'm so glad this mic has a mute. I would have laughed. I was laughing through that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe black metal. Any black metal that I listen to is probably cringier than than uh, than screamo. So maybe that. True. <laughs> yeah, you guys do have a, a black metal influence. Are you guys like really big into the black metal, or you just dabble, or what? Because it obviously comes through in the sound. 
Uh, we, we're actually a true black metal band. <laughs> uh, no, we definitely yeah. dabble. You know, I think I think we we. I think we, we we like blast beats and, and tremolo picking and high pitched screams and are in generally not a fan of the aesthetics or political leaning or posturing associated with black metal. So yeah. we can't expect any corpse paint from you anytime soon. <laughs> probably not. No. <laughs> no, definitely, no. definitely not. I think we would probably like anger a lot of people if we did that. I I, I wouldn't want to face the world <laughs> the, the wrath of the, the black metal incels on, on and the also image. maybe some screamo purists too you never know um but uh yeah i don't know i feel like i've like never listened to black metal that i don't like actually that's not true i've listened to a lot of black metal i don't like i like black metal in general i like the vibe of it i like the fucking frigidness and creepiness and i like it it's just happens to be a very difficult scene to navigate through if you have any ethics at all um and for a lot of people myself included i think <laughs> um i think it just it just kind of gets like you know like is it really worth it <laughs> to keep listening or yeah. trying to find new black metal bands but there are like i'm wearing a don raid shirt right now and i love don raid um and uh you know rohan and i what was the band that we saw again the last time you were here Oh, Spectral Wound. Spectral Wound are awesome, and they're Canadian as well. Um, and we've been fans for a while, even though I can't remember, I couldn't remember their name. But uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I think, the, cool. I think the problem is like whenever there's a new black metal band that like I listen to and I like, the first thing I have to do is like Google are they Nazis uh, <laughs> before I can like fully commit to to enjoying it and liking it. Yes, yeah, shout, shout out to the progressive uh, black metal warriors of Is It Fash one of my favorite Facebook groups who literally just all they do is talk about whether black metal bands are fascists. And that's, that's just where I go. I just Google a band and I'm like, okay, not them. It's like <laughs> oh the, God. is this band emo website, but for Nazis. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that that's terrible. That black metal has, is this fash when we just have, is this emo? That sucks so much. Well, you know what? Maybe it's actually, time, eh? We should be happy that that's not the case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, no chance no, of face paint? No, no, no. 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 Okay. <laughs> I could see some glitter maybe on Rohan's face, like, uh, you know, or some like mud, but definitely not like, <laughs> definitely not like, you know, paint, colored paint, pigments, no pigments. Maybe some rhinestones. <laughs> yeah, maybe some rhinestones, exactly. <laughs> You're mentioning the uh, the troubles with the black metal scene, but um, from when you first got into punk scenes until now, what are some of the good and bad changes that you've seen and experienced within this community? I can't really think of any bad changes. Um, mm -hmm. I think in general, um, you know, it's really nice, you know, as a person of color and as I and I are both immigrants. Um, I think that when we first started playing music, it was definitely a lot more homogenous um, than it is now. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I, I was really proud of at New Friends Fest is just how diverse the crowd was. Um, you know, we had a lot of people of color. We had a lot of people who were you know, presenting um, as LGBTQ, like queer. We had a lot of people who were, you know, just dressed extremely flamboyantly and like were not afraid to, I guess, be themselves. 
um, and uh, express themselves, uh, which I think, you know, 10 or 15 years ago um, would, would have made people a little nervous to go to shows and, you know, really put themselves out there. So I, I think it, it, it feels a lot more inclusive and diverse um, than it did many years ago. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, there's been like different generations. I mean, maybe that's just me and my stupid brain kind of um, seeing it that way. But I feel like that there, you know, is like a newer sort of group of people coming out to coming out to the scene and the show. Um, and I think as with young people in general, they're always going to you know, at least in these circles, be more progressive and, 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 and be more fluid and be more accepting and open without sort of all the kind of, you know, bullshit um, that previous sort of generations have had to live with. And I think that's probably been happening for a very long time. Um, you know, I feel like every so often I'll read about like a Gen X band that I really liked and I'll be like, I wonder what that person's up to. Um, or something and you know they're like a church minister or like whatever you know like uh like that, that doesn't surprise me <laughs> you know I feel like you know if they're punk in like the I don't know I'm just rambling here now but uh so I don't know they, but the but the kids are all right you know and they're and, and I'm excited for pe more people to get more involved and and also teach us right um and and keep us sharp as well um I think we've had like a lot of negative things for sure within our scene um there's always you know there's been abusers that have been called out and uh things that have happened where where you know new friends have had to get involved within the local scene and um you know i think that there was for better and worse maybe a little bit more of a political edge to the toronto punk scene back when we were younger um you know, maybe better be for, for the good sort of politics reasons, but maybe also bad because of like fractioning and a lot of sort of uh, snideness or, or, you know, looking down upon other people for like slightly different political views. So I'm glad that's not really the case. Um, yeah. I think, I think the one, like, now that you're talking, Megan, I think the one thing that like comes to mind about like what is potentially a worse, a thing that has maybe gotten worse and, you know, it's not, I don't think it's all worse, uh, but it's the the lack of nuance that sometimes surrounds call, call culture. Um, you know where we stand against abuse in any form, um, and you know we believe survivors. Um, but I think that sometimes, especially especially when people you know spend their time on the internet and um, are more about are more into pylons and and um purity tests sometimes kind of lose the the nuance that might be required uh, when you're navigating a situation around um abuse where someone need, needs to be called out or you know called in um and i think that sometimes people are people are quick to to pass judgment and and expel people from the scene when um you know they can be rehabilitated and, and there could be better accountability and healing for all involved yeah, I think we've always felt um, at New Friends that the system as it is, is is not really possibly working for the benefit, you know, uh, 
like I think that there are things that need to happen urgently when when these sorts of situations are brought up but then like there's always a question of okay but then what after what what happens after you know like so somebody's called out and they're booted from their community but like that's you know yeah I, anyways <laughs> I I don't have the answers but I know that there it's 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 something that uh, we'll always keep thinking about I'm about right out of good questions, so I'm going to get into the stupid shit. Assuming nice. none of you guys are pacifists, if you could punch anyone in the face as hard as you can, no repercussions, <laughs> who would get that one punch and why? And I'm, I want to get Rohan because he looks like he would never punch anybody. But I've been in two fights in my life. Um, I was 10 and 11. Wow. Uh, they were both people. He counts them. He counts them. They were fights. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, no, I was, he knows he's I was, I was 10 for one and 11 for the other. They were both bigger than me, and I'm one and one. I lost one, and I won one. Um, so I have, but it's, yeah, it's been, you know, 20-plus years since I've thrown a punch. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking, like, I feel like maybe, like, Mitch McConnell, because I <laughs> feel like maybe you'd kill him if you punch him hard enough. He's really, he looks like he, he could die at any moment. But he's somehow, you know, he's basically immortal. Like he's gonna, it's probably a good throat punch, you know, just right to the throat. <laughs> yeah, that might be nice. Maybe Henry yeah. Kissinger. Someone's got to put him out of his fucking misery. <laughs> he's too old, man. You, you, you'd be raw. Like that's let let fate decide. That. <laughs> you know, I don't know. My first, my first, the first name that popped in my mind was Rohan. No. <laughs> 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 <Those, laughs> Maybe it's just because I'm looking at his face, but I was like, yeah, Rohan. <laughs> no repercussions? Sounds good. <laughs> uh, but then I started thinking about all the actual people that I'd like to punch, and there, there are too many to name. <laughs> Is that also what you think when you look at each other playing? No, no. Sometimes. I, I don't think that, so I don't, I don't know where this anger is coming from. <laughs> Oh no! You no, guys I'm were just... lost in each other's eyes on stage. You didn't even know there was a crowd there when you were playing. I saw it. I saw that exactly. magic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll do some quick Canada questions. You guys got a favorite Canadian artist? They can be popular or not popular. It doesn't really matter. Um. Yeah. I mean, Canadian art is is very very dear to me. Um. The two that I generally call. Well, maybe I'm going to rob Rohan's, but I'm sorry, Rohan, you can think of another one. Our Broken Social Scene and Gospel Black Emperor, but that's, those are pretty obvious. I mean, uh, <laughs> if anybody's listened to Respire, that's, that's, where, that's where the juice comes from. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't have uh, anything new to offer. I would say Godspeed, Godspeed probably. But there's so many, there's so many Canadian bands that I really do love. Uh, the whole arts and crafts sort of roster uh made my life in the 2000s so um maybe like also the um canada also just had a really awesome heavy music scene in the i guess it was like a couple of waves but the one that i think was influential to us was the one that was sort of around in the late 2000s with like bands like buried inside and alaskan and cursed yes. um bands like that i think were, were super influential for us as well so for respire specifically to, yeah absolutely yeah. shout out to shout out to those bands mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dark brooding heavy hardcore and then i think our drummers and maybe some of our other members would like talk about monine and alex on fire and and those kinds of canadian bands i think that that really uh 
that really influenced them. I mean, Canada's got Canada has great music and still does. So, you know, we are proud, proud supporters of CanCon. <laughs> <laughs> also a big proud supporter, but who is your least favorite Canadian artist? And I assume we'll keep it to pop stars because we got a couple. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like Nickelback is like the easy out on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll Dr. go with the, the, the sleeper Nickelback wannabes theory of a dead man. <laughs> Good answer. They're terrible. <laughs> I don't even know if they made it out of, out of Canada, to be honest. Like, did, has Vicky ever heard of theory of a dead man? I have, but oh, I'm not okay. sure if they're from there. Right. Also, I think, I think Nickelback, like, I think secretly more people enjoy them than we like to admit. Like, everyone's just <laughs> saying that every time they have to give a negative question about anything, they just say Nickelback so they're, they can go on with their day. But secretly, I know deep down, everyone likes at least one of their songs. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's be a the big thing. There is a song that I'm like, eh, it's all right, but then everything else is just such garbage. You oh, I mean, know, if you, you gotta, if you got to look at a grand scope, <laughs> if you put if you put a karaoke mic in front of me and a Nickelback song came on, like I'd probably be able to right, yeah. sing like six of them. <laughs> um, Rockstar is one of them, right? Because that's a great track. You know, I never, I never quite liked Simple Plan, but I don't know that I ever hated them. Um, I've definitely never liked Headley, and I definitely think I hate them. So yes, I'll go. With well, isn't the, wasn't the guy like a, a extremely bad dude? What was oh, perfect? Perfect. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, yeah he did some real bad stuff. I, can't, I don't know exactly. Oh, amazing! What it was. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, he he's got quite the few allegations. So oh, also in fan songs. Yeah, I that's, that's a good answer. I was just looking at bad Canadian bands online. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I only listen to good music. No, 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 no. I mean, like, just, you know, actually the list that I was looking at, number two was, was like Sunfire. So I don't, clearly I don't agree with the list at all. <laughs> oh, whoever wrote that is an absolute idiot. Though. Exactly. Exactly. You guys got a, a favorite Canadian beer out here? Um, Collective know, Arts. Life in the Clouds. Oh, slaps. I drink that when I when I go to Toronto. Um, I I am I am in love with Labat Fifty. <laughs> no, not really. I'm not really in love, but I but I, really? but I respect that beer, and and I I don't respect its flavor, but I respect the beer. <laughs> the, the, um, that's that's so the two weird. the two genders right there. <laughs> exactly. Collective <laughs> arts, life in the clouds, and Labat Fifty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was like it, it was like the first like punk beer that I feel like I have like I felt like I was like cool drinking a Labatt Fifty, um, you know. And then and then I got older, <laughs> and I realized it's not cool at all. But, but you know, I I, I like Labatt Fifty. This bar um, stopped selling huge bottles of Fifty, and I'm very upset. That's tragic. Sorry to hear that. I also hate Labatt. So, but I want to try that up in the clouds or whatever it's called. <laughs> Oh, you're muted. Yeah, you're you're muted. I wanted to get that name one last time. Sorry. Oh, sorry. It was Life in the Clouds, I think. Life in the Clouds. All right, cool. I'll try that. If you could give the world a gift, uh, what would it be? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it would be open eyes. 
uh, but I, I feel like it's more of a curse than a gift because I feel like yeah. a lot of people are just happy, yeah, happy to, to <laughs> stumble through uh, life blindly. Uh, but it would be good for the world, I think, if people um, had a bit more understanding of, of um, how absolutely fucked we are and how much more <laughs> fucked everything is getting every year. Hmm. Good answer, Rohan. Good answer. Great answer. <laughs> if I could have, what, what was the question again? If there's, there's one gift I could give to the world? Yes. <laughs> yeah, what would that be and why? The gift of respire, obviously. <laughs> Another record, because that's we do have the ability to give that to the world. <laughs> oh, good right. God. Yeah, we actually <laughs> forgot to ask that. Um, are you writing any new material? We are. We are. There is a new record. It is in the works. Um, a respire record is a very complicated thing and has become even more complicated uh, by some like geographical distances and sort of, you know, I think just general life as well. You know, a lot of things have happened in the last couple of years, pandemic and otherwise that have changed things. So uh, yeah, there is a new record. Um, I feel like all the guitars are pretty much written um and then now it's it's kind of the the ball is somewhat out of rohan and i's hands so um yeah i don't know it's a it's it's a different process i feel like every time we've worked on a record it's been a very it's been a different process um and this one is one we're still kind of trying to wrap our heads around uh, but it's coming <laughs> anything you want to say about it rohan better than i did um, no, it's just, you know, like, like I said, it's a, it's a long and complicated convoluted process and there's, there's many, many steps that need to be taken, but yeah, we're in the process and hopefully we'll get something, get in video and in at some point early next year, but don't hold us to that. <laughs> and there was a repress you're supposed to plug. Yes. Oh, um, sorry. I just clicked on something that I shouldn't have. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, Blackline is also getting uh, a repress out as it's pretty much, I think, on its last few copies right now from the previous ones. But um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's like a it's a gatefold, which is something that I've always wanted <laughs> of my on, own music. So I think on mirror board, so it's like and, shiny. Yeah, mm, exactly. So it's got some like you know uh, redesigned art. Um, for the sort of material and uh and yeah yeah so that's coming out on a few different colorways um i think the pre-order has been up for a while and we've just been sort of waiting on the records but maybe I've, we'll have them for october 14th maybe not i've seen photos of them in <laughs> a hand physically <laughs> so i think it's it's only a matter of time we've only been waiting like 18 months for this repress so i, I figure it's it's got to be ready <laughs> yes Precisely. <laughs> uh, Vicky, you want to hit him with uh, album of the year? Screamo split? I think, I'd rather, I think I'd rather ask, what was your favorite record this year? Like, it's almost mm, the end of true. the year, so. Yeah, we should do that now, eh? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think my two, like, Screamo favorite records of the year are... Um, Oh, geez, I just, I'm sorry, <laughs> our uh, chalk hands in the new uh, City of Caterpillar. 
Ah, I saw Chalk Hands last week. It was amazing. Oh, amazing. Yes. Um, we we were very, very, very lucky to be able to have not one, but two shows with them on this tour. And I don't think we were supposed to play with them at all. Oh, no, just one show, right? Yeah, one, one show. Um, and we got we got two shows with them. And yeah, wow. What a what an incredible live band and what an incredible record. I like came home and that was the first record I put on after this tour um, and had myself a little cry and messaged Antoine and was like, your fans, your record's so good. Album of the year. Um, and the new city of Caterpillar is really cool. I'm, it's it's definitely different and I'm, it's very exciting. I definitely still have to continue sinking my teeth into it. Um, yeah. I feel like there's been other really great releases though. What about you, Rohan? Yeah, I think I think those two are definitely on, on my list as well. I'm just looking at my 2022 stuff I've been listening to. Um, the new Rolo Tomasi um, record is awesome. We listened to it a lot in the van on tour. It was, it's great. Um, Blind Girls um, mm. had an awesome record. Uh, Beach House um, had their sort of double LP um was the godspeed record this year as well was it well oh, if it is I it, was, it was last it was year that was such a good record but i feel like it was last year i don't know time has just become such a blur time is time is a blur uh the dead bird record like i mentioned earlier is is awesome um moro had a really good record that came out mm. earlier this year um ash and spire had an awesome record as well um holy fawn just put out a a great record a couple weeks ago true um so those are yeah that those are i guess the ones that have stood out for me so far and there's probably a a few more that i've forgotten but i really quite like the overo record as well um waiting for the end to begin that was a that was a really nice screamo record this year um yeah can't think of anything else, sadly. <laughs> What's your favorite screamo split of all time? <laughs> just, just like that. The um the Dietro Rayan Lassa split, harsh words as the sun. Um <laughs> the the like three, I mean the Dietro and, and Lassa slides are like amazing but the three rain songs are like probably the best songs ever and i love rain um so that's that that would be mine um Man, there's no yeah. edit on that you guys are quick you know yours already too no i i i just can't find it um it's like rohan maybe maybe you could remind me i think Dytro's on it as well it's like a four-way split it's got that one like mysterious japanese band I like pretty much only had those two songs. We li- we've listened to it a bunch. It's got like a green cover. Who else was on it? Maybe said non Satyata. I don't know, you guys. Anyways, um, otherwise favorite splits in Screamo. I don't know. This is one that I should have definitely gone through my record collection. Uh, because I really rarely listen to splits unless I own them, so um, I should have I should have thought of it. But yeah, I don't know. Oh well. <laughs> How about you, <laughs> Robert? 
Oh, fuck. I don't know. Victoria. Dude. Oh, geez. You just <laughs> asked the questions, ask the, huh? I asked the questions around here. <laughs> <laughs> that would take me some serious time to think about it. So that's a, that's a tough one. That's why when Rohan answered so quickly, it was like, no fucking way. That always stops people. So I'm going to have yeah, to think about that now. Yeah. Vicky, How about you, you ever even thought of that? Yeah. I think it has to be the one between uh, Shizune and Lyric. Um, that's a good one and also the the one with uh well my my canon answer oh. is the, the the rain and uh <coughs> and datro one yeah that's such a great split yeah you, you already said that one but it's it's also i think objectively maybe the best of all time hands down so i will say shizune and lyric i got one i got one i was just going through the list of records that i that i have um the city of caterpillar story wait no the um Page 99 and majority rule uh, split is is absolutely fire. That's a bagger. I love that one. I love the page 99, page 99 songs. Maybe there might be some of my favorite page 99 songs are, are off that split. Um, I think it's, what is it, document 12? Yeah, document 12, yes. Are there what's the future plans for Aspire uh, coming this this next uh, two months, closing up the year? Two months. That's that's really not a lot of time in the especially, in the, especially in the Respire world. Um, Respire well, works in years. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't work on month on month time frames. <laughs> uh, well, we got our we got our our uh, show in Toronto on October fourteenth, um, which is you know the first really the first time we played in Toronto besides New Friends Fest since last year. Um, so really looking forward to that. Um, we're also um, going to continue to work on, you know, writing and refining um, the songs for our new record. You know, we're, we, we normally go through a pretty lengthy pre-production uh, phase where we, you know, we, we score everything out, we make multi-track demos, we, revise we go through stuff with each other we bring in other musicians so we're gonna keep doing that with the with the goal of hopefully doing some recording early next year um and then in terms of next year you know i think we've we've put off touring the u.s for for long enough and i think next year's but i think we said we said this for like three years in a row but next year is, is hopefully going to be the year where we um make it to the u.s yeah, that's definitely a, a thing I'm most looking forward to, um, and also hearing this record come come together as well. But would would be great to um, to play a show in the America finally. <laughs> so uh, an American tour and a new album coming in twenty twenty five. Incredible. I guess we'll just... from... Someone from Dying Alone Records is listening to this and you know they're gonna get us on the phone. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did you just announce that album? You ruined our 2025 plans, damn it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Well, it's been a blast, guys. Uh Vicky, obviously, thanks so much for showing up, even though you're you're under the weather. Appreciate that. You know, like I said, Screamo doesn't take a day off. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Super appreciate yeah, that. Thanks, Super thanks, appreciate thanks, you guys you coming both. on. Yeah. For sure. You guys got any last uh, shout outs, any plugs, any causes you want to speak on, anything like that? The floor is yours. <laughs> the mic's yours, obviously. And then uh, we'll uh, we'll play a nice outro track for the lovely people. 
Yeah, I don't know. This is definitely putting us on the spot. Uh, I don't know. Fuck. No, just just edit. Keep your out. eyes open, <laughs> Les Rohan says. Never trust the man. <laughs> I don't know. Care for one another. Um, you know, always think twice about what you're going to say and do. You know, maybe that first reaction isn't the reaction you want to go with today. Da-na-na, da-na-na.